we're back into our series, okay? So last week, um, we had Easter Sunday, um, which, by the way, was amazing. Um, I, I, yeah, last week was awesome. And I had so many uh, powerful and meaningful conversations. It was incredible. Um, tonight is baptism night at five o'clock at the cannery. Um, man, we've got people getting baptized tonight who've given their life to Jesus. It's just so good. I feel like I've had people just coming up to me and going like, God is moving in my life in ways that's never happened or that I can't remember the last time it happened. And I just wanna take a moment to say, hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for doing something sweet and, and special in, in our midst. And I know that not everyone is maybe feeling that, but I know that some people are like really just experiencing the presence of God in a cool way. And that's been so encouraging. Thanks for coming up to me and telling me that. Like, that's just so cool um, just to hear that he's moving, that, that he really is at work. And I believe he is. That's why we're doing this. I feel like he's leading my heart. And so it's just, it's just awesome. So, all right. If you're new here, we've been in this series called Back to Basics. All right. So last week we had Easter. Uh, but before that, oh, I forgot I made slides. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Um, that's the series we're in right there, right, right up there. Okay. Um, but it's where we're taking time to break down some just basic Christian practices um, and with each practice, we break it up into two different weeks. So we take time to talk about why we do them. Um, just like, just getting back to, wait, why do we read the Bible? Like, wh what do we believe about it? Why do we do it? Uh, why do we pray? What do we believe about it? And then two weeks ago, it was, why do we worship? Um, but we don't just stay in the why phase. We also go to the how. Um, because if we just do the information thing, nothing really happens. So if you just know why we do stuff, uh, but we don't actually go and, and do it. We don't experience a transformation. And I believe we live in a culture that is so oversaturated with information. And so it's easy for us to sit here and go, here's why we do it. All right, like have a great week, you know. But we take the second week to go, how do we do it? And we really focus on participation, both in the gathering while it's happening, but also as you leave. My hope is that when you leave on a how week, that if you wanted to, in five minutes, as soon as you step outside, you could literally start practicing everything we talk about. Um, and so um, what we do on the how weeks, if you're new here, get ready, it's big, all right? Um, we participate very practically, okay? So we circle up our chairs in groups of three to five people. If you guys remember that stat that blew my mind, it was, hey, if I just sit here and talk at you, you're gonna remember about 20% of it. But if we get in a circle and actually discuss things, you're gonna remember at least 70% of what you choose to listen and talk about. And so I went, man, how do we as a people of God really live into Matthew chapter seven, where Jesus goes, hey, a wise man and a foolish man, they both hear my words, but the wise man hears my words and puts them into practice. And I was like, okay, how does this church, um, like how do we become the wise man? that puts the words into practice. And so one of the small steps we're taking is, let's get in a circle and talk with one another so that we can at least remember what we talked about at a higher percentage than if I just came here and just talked at you the whole time, okay? And so a few ground rules for circling up, and we're gonna talk about worship today. A few ground rules, okay? When you circle up your chairs, we can't have a group bigger than five people, all right? Because then we begin to work against the whole purpose of it, which is that you get to share. Because if we start having six, seven, eight people, we just run out of time. You feel self-conscious about how long you've been talking and the whole group knows you've been talking too long and you're gonna be the only one that talks, okay? Um, well, I guess that would be bad in groups of three as well. So no one talked too long. Anyway, so, um, but we're gonna circle up into groups of three to five. Um, that's just, we're gonna cap it. So if there's a group of six, we'll just... 50-50 that, all right? We'll go three and three, okay? And so circle up in groups of three to five. And then second ground rule, we want this to be a safe space for people to be honest. 
So some people are here and you're like, oh my goodness, worship changed my life. When I was four, I got hit with the spirit. I saw a cloud and from that cloud came Jesus and blah, 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 blah. And you just really believe in worship. But some people are here and go, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't really know if I even believe in God, so I really don't even know how to talk about worship, and that is okay. I would still love for you to circle up, um, and you can even share that, and then just listen. Um, but for in order for this to be a safe spot, um, this is not time for like apologetics, or let me convince you what you're missing out on or why you're wrong, okay? We're not gonna do that. So if we're listening to someone and they share something hard or vulnerable or just honest, we're just gonna go, thanks for sharing that. Does that make sense? Is that cool? Okay, so let's go ahead and circle up into groups of three to five. We're gonna do it right now. You're gonna be in a circle of people that you don't know. Introduce yourself. This is a great exercise. If you got a group that you already know super well and you wanna branch out, then branch out. Get to a different group. Doing a great job. Take the next two minutes to familiarize yourself with the people in your group. Who are you, where you're from? So go ahead, familiarize yourself, introduce yourself to each other. And then when you're done introducing yourself, do that briefly, you're gonna get to know each other. Look at the screen and you can answer this question. So introduce yourselves and answer the question, what was your perception of worship growing up? When you hear the word worship, what comes to your mind? What did you think about when you thought of worship growing up? So introduce yourselves, answer that question. If you're still in the introduction phase, transition out of that phase and transition into the questions. All right, I'm gonna gonna invite us back in. I know I'm probably interrupting some good conversation. Sorry about that. But let's bring it back in. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear from just the, the big group. So when you think about worship, what, what comes to your mind? What do you picture when I say, hey, worship? What comes to your brain? Just spout it out. Song. song. The, specifically the slow songs at the end of the service. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Guilty. What else? A section of a church service. Section of a church service, that's that's helpful. Dancing. Dancing. Dancing, everyone looks like, hey, you dance? He was like, I don't, but I've seen it. <laughs> what else? What else? When you, when, you, when you think of worship, just what comes to your mind? What pictures? What do you see? Art? Hillsong. Hillsong. <laughs> oh, I thought we'd have more than that. Is there not more? Oh, we don't have to keep going. But I, I, like, so I picture like, when I thought of worship growing up, I pictured being in church, being very dressed up and being in pews. Like that was where worship took place. Yeah, anybody else? Anybody else a pew person? Shout out the pews, shout out. They were very stationary, could not move. No circling up in pews. Um, cool, I know, I know a lot of different pictures come to our mind. And uh, just, to, just to frame the conversation for today, um, I wanna remind us of that basic definition I introduced two weeks ago that was in, I got it from like dictionary.com, okay? Um, but worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity and God, okay, or God. Uh, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity, God, and we talked about deity, deity, I didn't say it right. Um, but we talked about how uh, this, this is an internal and an external reality, and I wouldn't, assign an order to that. I think it's more of an internal reality first, but there's going to be times where the external helps uh, kind of provoke the internal. Um, but, but it's an internal reality of, of, of praising, of being, giving honor, of giving adoration towards something, um, and it, it works itself out externally. And so Romans 12, 1, 
Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, that by abstaining from the ways of the world and loving the ways of God, we offer worship. And so I just wanna say from the beginning, worship encapsulates so much. I mean, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, how you spend your energy, it all is worship. Um, But we are having a, a little bit more of a narrow conversation of worship. I'm talking about when you have a designated time of entering into a space of worship, right? And this can happen on the individual and the communal level. Um, And just like we've done with prayer and Bible, I wanna take some time to talk about some practicals that I think you should consider uh, when you're wanting to enter into a a place of worship with God, um, as well as practices. And and just like we've done, we're gonna do practices on the individual level and the communal level. And I think as we talk through each uh, basic practice every week, some of these you're gonna have grown up being way more comfortable on the individual level, right? So for example, I would think Bible reading, like reading the Bible is way more comfortable when you're just by yourself, like, you know, cause it's just, I don't know, it's just, that's, that's how I grew up understanding it. That's what I do by myself at the table, okay? Um, whereas worship, um, I grew up much more comfortable in the corporate setting, not even necessarily the communal setting, which could happen anywhere, but more the corporate in the church. But all of these, I believe, can be so powerful when we incorporate them into all the levels, the individual level, the communal level, the corporate level, okay? So before we get into the individual and the communal, I wanna talk about some practicals that I've also talked about every single week that we talk about practicals, okay? So here's some of the practicals to consider when you are wanting to worship God, okay? First, I wanna remind us of that question we ask, when does worship happen? When does worship happen? Does anyone remember the answer? All the time. When does worship happen? What did I say? Whenever you worship. It was so easy that I was hoping you could even guess and get it. But, but, uh, but it's okay. Love each other, safe space. <laughs> that was not me being hard on anybody, okay? Uh, but worship happens whenever you worship, all right? Whenever you enter into it. And the point I was making there was that I think sometimes we think worship happens when we're wooed into it, when something kind of sweeps us off our feet and we go, whoa, I have been like led into worship. Now that can happen, right? The Holy Spirit can move in such a way that we're like, whoa, I like can't help myself but worship in the presence of God right now. But I think if that's the only way we worship, we won't worship as much as, as we could and as much as it could be such a benefit to our spiritual journey with God. Worship happens whenever you worship. And some of you might go, well, if I don't feel it when I'm worshiping, am I being fake? And I would say, absolutely not. I'd say some of the strong, like love is at its strongest when you know how to say I love you when you don't feel it, right? And that can kind of lead your emotions. So if we lead a life of emotions first, emotions dictate, that is a life of spontaneity. I mean, not in a good way, right? It's just like when you're high, you're high. When you're low, you're low and your worship follows suit. But when you, when you learn how to worship God kind of in season and out of season, I think it can be a powerful thing. So worship happens whenever you worship. So please remember that, all right? So if you go, does, can it happen when I'm sad? Can it happen when I'm broken? Can it happen when I don't even believe? Can it happen when I'm crying? Can it happen when I'm excited, when I'm joyful? And I would say yes, yes and amen to all of it. So one practical kind of, I think this counts as a practical, is you can worship whenever you want, all right? Okay, so um, then three others that I say often, I wanna talk about calendar, posture, and environment. You're gonna notice that I keep bringing up calendar 
Um, and it's because we live in a culture that operates with a calendar. We just, we can't escape it. I mean, literally just like 30 minutes ago, I'm sitting in the, the meeting before worship and talk, checking in with our guys that are gonna be leading and, and they're just talking about how busy they are. And it's like, that's just kind of the culture we live in. A culture that kind of like uh, praises it. Man, you're so busy. You're working so hard. You're exhausted. You're past the point of exhaustion. Good for you. You're a hard worker, right? The calendar just demands so much of our time. So if we're going to be a people that worship, um, we probably shouldn't wait for our calendar to open up perfectly, right? We should probably look at our calendar and strategically go, how does my calendar begin answering to my worship rhythms, okay? So first things first, if you want a life of worshiping God, um, you should look at that calendar strategically and go, when are some clear times every day where I can worship God? Now, you might go, well, you already asked me to put something in the calendar for prayer and Bible reading and worship. The calendar's getting a little full. Well, they can happen kind of all at once, all right? So just, just breathe easy, okay? So first, the calendar. Secondly, posture, all right? Um, I'm a big believer that your physical posture is communicating something to your heart and to your mind. Um, so a lot of times when you picture worship, you might picture someone on their knees, Right? because their posture is communicating this like abandonment, this surrender, this humility, like you're God and I'm not. So I worship with my hands raised, like I, I'm, I'm saying something with my body. And so I would encourage you to consider the posture you take when you worship God. Some of you might be a, a stand and a dance people. It's not you, but someone you know that dances, right? That might be a posture, right? It, that even, that a, I guess that counts as a posture. Some of you guys might, might sit and close your eyes because as you're still, you can hear, but some of us might bow down. But just consider your physical posture as you enter into worship, okay? Um, and then uh, lastly, the environment. Consider where you are when you're worshiping. I think the environment, especially in this one, because I'm gonna talk about some things where the environment really ends up being critical. Ideally, your environment would be conducive to worship, right? Ideally, the space you're in when you're wanting to worship isn't fighting against your ability to do that, right? And so um, the bedroom can be a perfect spot for worship, right? You can close the door, you can lock it, you can put a sign that says do not disturb, right? It's like, okay, just don't come in. I'm like entering into time of worship. I can designate this as a safe spot. Uh, maybe out in nature, uh, maybe in the car. For me, the car can be my safest spot to worship because I know unless something's really gone wrong, no one's trying to come in there without me wanting them to be in there, okay? You know, like, uh, for the most part. So that can be a safe spot. So consider the environment when thinking about worship, okay? Does that make sense? Calendar, posture, environment. If you're tired of me using those three things as practicals, we gotta, I'm gonna keep doing that for every practice, so I'm sorry. Um, all right, so now let's talk about practices, all right? Practices on an individual level, all right, so take notes today if any of these ideas stick out to you or if what I say is a bad idea but it gives you a good idea, just make sure you write it down. The, the whole point of this is to go out and participate. Um, so, so write down anything that comes to your mind, okay? All right, so individual. You're by yourself. You're about to worship the Lord, all right? I would encourage you to take a moment to be quiet and soak in the fact and reflect on the fact that you are in the presence of God and you're about to worship the living God who is in you and around you. And I know that sounds, maybe that sounds simple, maybe it doesn't, but sometimes when I'm in a routine, I can actually just forget to stop and realize what's happening. And the honor it is that one, that there's a God, that he makes himself available and that he welcomes my presence. That's just a big deal. And so I would encourage you, when you're by yourself 
and you've been praying, you've been reading, but you wanna enter into a time of worship, just consider the fact that God is there. He longs for your praise. He welcomes it, and he looks on you with gladness and joy in his heart. Um, I, I was thinking about this story this week where um, my, my wife, Leah, her dad, Steve, told me that when Leah was younger, she would go upstairs and play dress up, and she'd put on this, I don't think I'll cry, but it's really cute. So she'd go up, and she'd put on a little dress, and then she'd run downstairs. They weren't going anywhere. She just wanted her dad to see it. And her dad had just the routine response, oh my goodness, honey, you look beautiful. And she goes, like, thank you. And then she walk upstairs, change, come back down, same thing. Like just over and over again, right? And I'm like, that's such a sweet thought. There's such a sweet thing in that, right? Because there's like the innocence of a child to just know that when she was in the presence of her, I'm not trying to do it too cheesy of a metaphor, but just follow it. So to know that when she's in the presence of her father, she was just free, just to be looked at. She knew she was beautiful because her father had said so. And I think for us to understand that on the individual level, when we worship God, we are in the presence of a God who loves us and we are free to be totally ourselves. Isn't it the worst when you walk in somewhere and you don't know everybody and you're like, I have got to put it on. I need to like say the thing. And every time you get in that mindset, you never say the thing. And everyone gets awkward and they do the weird laugh because you weren't funny, but you tried. And it's just like sweaty palms, cold and sweaty feet. Is that just me? Cold and sweaty at the same time. It's just awkward. But to have this space that's available to all of you, to all of us, when you enter into the presence of God, there are no, oh, this is so sweet. There are no awkward moments. He is not judging you. Like, like I sing to him, and Lord knows you would all judge me if I sang to you, but God doesn't. Like, it's a safe space. So when you're thinking, like, I'm about to enter into the presence of God, like, just remember, he's so proud of you. He, he wants you. When you're singing his praises, you cannot do it wrong. I, I don't think, at least. If I'll do some more. I, I'm pretty sure you cannot do that wrong. Okay. Um, all right. So take a moment. Soak it in. All right. Um, okay. Here we go. Here's our list. One, I would encourage listening meditating or singing along to music that explicitly worships God. Listening to, meditating, singing along with music that explicitly worships God. For me, all right, this is worship music, like the worship genre. So someone said Hillsong, they fit in there, right? Upper Room, Mosaic, those bands, like just worship music fits for me. That's something I love. You don't have to love it, I love it. So I'll listen to worship music. My second genre, someone guess my second genre. Yes, yes. Christian rap is 100%. Alex, what's up? You can hold me down back there. Yeah, all right. Toby, my guy. I don't know how to say his last name, but you know the rapper I'm talking about right now. All right. But, uh, but Christian rap, right? I'll listen to rap, and there's these guys testifying about the grace of God through like aggression and trap music, and I'm just like losing my mind, like crying my eyes out. Like, let's go. Like, let's get hype, right? But I would encourage to listen, to meditate, or to sing along with music that worships God, strictly because music is just special. It, it, it does something sweet. Like there's just something amazing about music. I don't know what it is, but I think it's a powerful thing. You can do this while sitting and meditating, while pacing a room, walking around a neighborhood or a campus with headphones in. I've noticed that movement helps my brain focus. So you'll, you'll see me walking every now and then with headphones in on 12 South or Belmont Boulevard. All right. And, uh, 
So just like listening to music. Um, this, hap- this happens for me. It's really helpful when I'm exercising. If I listen to worship music, I- I'm sure my brain's releasing some things that are helping me access worship on some level. Um, but literally this past Wednesday, this happened. I was having a, um, a great week, but a hard week in that my capacity was just being met. Uh, just a lot of relational output. Not a whole lot of pouring in and a lot of pouring out. It just happens in life when you have a job, it's relationally driven, right? And so on Wednesday, I'm at my house and I sit on a little porch swing and it's creaking really loudly because it's super annoying. So I'm sitting still, trying to focus on it not swinging so the noise doesn't get on my nerves. And as I just sit still for long enough, I just start like weeping. And I, that's my thing, all right? Some of you guys punch stuff. Some of you guys like, like do something. But my outlet, if I'm crying, I know I'm stressed, all right? So I start doing the thing that tells me I'm stressed. I'm just crying. I'm like, whoa, like what is going on? Like I'm, I'm something, something's up. My body's telling me you're a little overwhelmed right now. And so I, I start, I'm like, okay, I want to run. And then I listen to this worship song called, uh, it's like that one. It's like, I'm not going to sing it. Spirit break out, break our walls down. You know what I'm talking about? Spirit break. <laughs> but it's a song about the spirit breaking out and coming in our midst. And I'm telling you, I live by a four lane road. I'm running. I swear on my life. Every 15 to 20 seconds, I start to cry, do the ugly face. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. And I promise anyone that drove by me at the right time was like, something is up. There are more than one personalities in that man. I just, I know that's true right now, right? But I'm just running and I'm singing worship music. And then that's where Christian rap really comes into play too, because rap and exercise just really gets you going. But, but I'm, just like, I'm just like worshiping the Lord as I run. And I found for me, right, that it's so helpful. One of the tensions I felt this week, like preparing for this, is that this will just vary so much person to person, especially the individual side is just so intimate in between you and God. So if everything I say is a terrible idea, throw it, okay, it's a terrible idea. Don't use it, find your own way, okay? So I'm just kind of sharing out of my experience and some things I've gathered, okay? So if exercising to worship music sounds like the worst idea ever, it's cool, don't do it, all right. So there are different methods, music is special. Um, secondly, I believe worship is a chance for us to display creativity back to God for his glory, okay? So God is the creator, right? He's the most creative because he created creation, right? So he's pretty spectacular, pretty magnificent at being creative. And I believe that he has made us as creatures that are also creative, I think God has just shown me over the past few years that worship is a chance for us to display creativity, right? Some of you, this is your sweet spot. Sitting down and reading the Bible every day in a regimented fashion is a little tough, but being able to display creativity, that's where your heart really comes alive, and some of you the opposite, but, but I would encourage you to look at worship as a chance to display creativity. Let me flesh this out. First example, all right? God has shown me in the past couple years that I really love, it's gonna be weird, to sing spontaneously, all right? So what that means is there is no pitch, There is no rhyme, there is no rhythm. I'm singing to the Lord. And I don't know how to make this sound not weird. Um, It is amazing. So this is why the environment's essential, right? I'm not doing this around anybody ever. You will never hear this, all right? Uh, Maybe as I'm mature, I don't know. But um, so so I'll just get by myself and there's times where I'll be praying and I will just, I can't explain it. I will feel the spirit lead me to begin singing. Sometimes I'll sing what's breaking my heart 
Sometimes I'll sing what I'm thankful for, and sometimes I'm just singing his praises, and words are just coming to my mind as I sing, and I'll write them down. And for about an hour, I'll think, this could be a worship song, and then I'll realize, no, it couldn't. But I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this. Like, the Spirit was moving in me. And so I'm see- this is a very vulnerable thing. But that's why I gave the example I gave of, of Leah in front of her dad, like, you're free. So if you feel like, hey, maybe I wanna sing to the Lord more, and my voice is sucks, no one else is gonna like it, God will love it. And so anyway, I found that me with my terrible voice, I love singing spontaneously, okay? Um, All right, Uh, some of you guys, this is Nashville and really anywhere, people love to play music. And so I've really talked to people that they'll just sit down and just, they'll just play music and just think about God. That's how they worship. I would encourage you to do that. Um, Some people love writing music, some great, I mean, that's the whole worship genre, right? So I would encourage you, if, if you feel led to like write music as you worship God, for God alone, like if something else comes out of it, great. But I mean, just like to write music to God and for God can be a great outlet. Um, I'm about to get into some territory where I don't relate at all, but I've just seen friends do this, okay? So just work with me. Um, writing poetry, right? Um, like Leah has told me, she likes to write poetry to the Lord, about the Lord. That can be a great outlet, Writing a love letter to God. Okay, now we're back into what I like to do. Okay, so writing a love letter to God. Like, God, I love you. Here's why. Here's why I think you're amazing. Um, Writing a thank you letter to God. God, thank you for these things. And just a long list. And as I keep writing, I'll just just typically start weeping because I'm like, whoa, you have really been good to me. Um, uh, Drawing. I have at least one friend, Ty, that that loves to draw. He communicates. Art is a way he communicates, right? Some of you do that. I do not do that. But that's something to, be, to think about. Like if God has given you a knack for like drawing things as you feel things, that's how you feel inspired. I would encourage you to incorporate that into how you worship and lift up the name of God, okay? Um, dancing, being happy and joyful in his presence. There's something that happens as we grow up. We lose that beautiful innocence as a child, that's just blissfully unaware of how stupid you look, right? And I think that there's something there. I've found, I'm gonna get vulnerable, all right? So me, I communicate not quite through dance, but through like a lot of motion, all right? Like I get hype, all right? Like LeBron James hitting a big shot and doing the thing, like that's my kind of love language. I'm like, so when, when God has been good, I'll get in my backyard at nighttime when no one can see me and I'm just like, let's, I'm just, I'm moving so weird. I'm so weird, but I just, I'm like, God, I just, I love you and I'm hype and you're amazing and, and I'm just like incorporating and I'm just, I'm, a, I'm so stupid looking, but I'm with God and it's just me and him so I can do that and no one can judge me and if you are, stop it, right? Like, I just move around. And so I would encourage you, like, if there are ways that you show joy, if there are things that you do when you're happy, like, and you like to move your body in a certain way whenever you're excited, but you wouldn't want anyone to ever see it, let God see it. If you like to dance, put on some music and dance before the Lord. I'm so serious. This may feel corny or weird. I'm so serious. Like display your fun and your joy and your happiness before the Lord. He gave that to you. He made that for you, all right? So just consider displaying it in these ways. Okay, Um, meditate on the praises of God. This is where scripture can be really helpful. There's a number of Psalms. There's in the gospel, just read a story and then just thank God for it. Just say, thank you, this is crazy. You healed him, that's insane, you split the seas. You're amazing. Like, read scripture and thank God out of it. 
That sounded like thank God out of it, but thank God out of the scripture. Never mind, you didn't follow. Okay, so last thing I'm gonna say, then we'll break into group discussion. One thing that, that specifically that I love is a good view and an instrumental, all right? A good view and an instrumental helps my brain and heart process, all right? So I'll drive up to the top of a parking garage um, that'll remain nameless because I think it's against the rules, but uh, I'll be on top of a parking garage and I'll overlook the city and I'll just play an instrumental. And I'll just kind of that big view really helps me. And I actually wanna show you the instrumental that I use just to give you an example of what I do, okay? So Ben, can we play that? It's super great. It's super weird and somber. Yep, let it, let it, let it, let it marinate. I'm on top of a garage, I'm looking at the city. Okay, that's good, that's good, Ben. So literally, if I'm not listening to rap music, that's what I'm doing, okay? I'm listening to this like really weird, like slow music, but I have found that a lot of times I store up emotions and I don't know what's happening. Like I've got thoughts that I need to give to the Lord, but I don't even know what they are. And for some reason, when I like go into nature, and like we'll just sit and just be in the midst of like the woods or I'll go up to a high point and overlook the city and just play a soft song in the background. For some reason, for me, it helps me process. It helps me think. And then I'll worship God out of it. And so these are all just a lot of examples that might feel great, might not feel so great. Um, but let's talk about it, all right? Let's talk about how great or not great they feel. So moving on to the next question in your groups, let's discuss two things. One, what are some ways that you worship God by yourself, all right? And if you go, I, I don't really know, that's fine. If you have an example, that's great. I encourage you to be bold. And then number two, what are some things you're interested in trying? All right, so let's talk in groups, share, be honest, and uh, then we'll come back and talk communal. Yeah, um, good. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, I really wanna make sure that you know I'm so grateful that you're choosing to do this. I know this is for some of you, the first time you've ever circled up and talked during a Sunday church. And uh, even for those that are used to it, thanks for continuing to, to be willing to do this. I think this is how we go far. It may not, you may not get like the big quote or the big like thing that go, whoa, but I think when we talk to each other, things stick in special ways. So anyway, thanks for doing this. All right, let's talk on the communal level, all right? So when I say that, um, what we're doing right here, I put more in the corporate category um, whereas you kind of have more of like a traditional, uh, we have a schedule that we're abiding by. You come at nine, you typically leave around 10, 15, 10, 30 if I'm teaching on this series and that's just kind of how it works, right? Communal, what I'm talking about is, is a little more malleable, right? This is just when you're with more than you, just a group of people anywhere you wanna be, like park, living room, car, anything, okay? Um, I think everyone already knew what communal meant, but there I go explaining it very, very, uh, very a lot. Um, all right, so um, on the communal level, the first thing that's important to know on the practice side is that someone is gonna have to just go first on this one. Um, you might be in a group of friends where this just kind of breaks out and no one expected it. And that's it's a really cool thing. We're like, wow, me and my friends just worship God in informal settings. That's absolutely possible. I think for the most part, at least in my own experience and in my experience talking with other people that are trying to like start a house church or lead their friends and, and walking with God, um, that this has to be something that's kind of just talked about um, and introduced. Like, hey guys, I would love to just take some time right now or tomorrow night or next week to just worship with you all. I just literally wanna worship with you guys and, and do that, okay? And so um, someone has to go first there. I think it's extremely special and awesome and worth trying. 
it's worth reaching out to your friends and going, hey, what if we, we have fun all the time? What, what if we had fun in a different way? What if we just like worship together tonight? And it can be super special, okay? Um, anyway, so someone needs to go first here. Um, Setting-wise, I would encourage you to, to just don't complicate it. Uh, you don't have to make some big thing to worship with your friends. If you guys typically sit around a bonfire, do that. If you're typically in a living room hanging, do that. You know what I mean? Don't overcomplicate it. Um, yeah, so whether someone is playing music or if you're like me and not musically inclined at all, I have incorporated the Bluetooth speaker time and time and time again, all right, with my groups of friends. But when I've invited my friends into worship, if I have a friend that's got a guitar and, and can lead, uh, then I'll, I'll ask them to play. And I did that in my last house church. I had different guys and girls leading and leading us in worship playing. Um, but oftentimes, I just use a Bluetooth speaker. Um, and if everyone's really bad at singing, just turn it up loud so no one can hear that happening. You know what I mean? Because that can be distracting. Um, but, but I would encourage you to, to just think about, hey, like what, what are some worship songs that, that we really enjoy? And, and let's just play them and let's sing together. Um, and, and if you're in a group and you're, and you're playing worship music and, and you want to sing, then sing. But I've also seen it be a really powerful time to listen to the Holy Spirit and just go, God, is there anyone you want me just to pray with right now? I'm just to pray over um, and I've seen just like prayer break out in the group setting as we all agreed, let's just spend time with God together right now. Um, I've had different moments where I've said, hey, let's just play some music. And then, hey, while we're doing that, um, just write down a prayer to God um, and then just, just say out loud some of the things that are on your heart towards God. Uh, like if you're thankful, if you need help, if you want prayer, like just speak them out. And uh, I've seen that at first on the communal level, like anything else, this does not feel normal. And honestly, it doesn't always feel very comfortable, right? Because we typically don't use living rooms or bonfires to worship with our friends, right? So it's kind of weird. But I've also found that if you stick with it, if you keep trying to go, hey, let's just worship God. Let's pray together. As you get used to it, this becomes a very significant and special thing. Like God will legitimately speak to you and through you on behalf of your community. Um, you will have sweet moments where you've spent time uh, doing the shallow things in life, but because you chose to enter into an intentional space of worship with your friends, you will learn things about them that have been going on for a long time that you never knew about. And you'll learn how to be a better friend. You'll learn how to partner with them in prayer, how to walk with them on a deeper level. And so um, right now, if, if, if you've got a group of friends and you guys have never taken that step, I would invite you in the next month like invite some friends over and let them know what's going on. Don't trick them into worship. Hey guys, there's a big game. Want to come watch? Just kidding. Hillsong, play. Welcome. This is Oceans. Everyone close your eyes, all right? Don't do that. Um, but I would encourage you to take a step. If it's just three of you guys, and if you need to say it out loud, hey guys, this will probably feel awkward, but let's just embrace it. It feels awkward and let's just try to worship God together. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to write, write. If you want to pray for each other, pray for each other. Do whatever you want, but let's just say for the next hour, we're going to put our phones on airplane mode and we're just going to worship God together. Does that make sense? And so right now, I actually want to practice a communal version of this, okay? Um, and so I'm going to invite Brian to come up and he's just going to, he's going to strum softly. Um, so this could be, a, just pretend that Brian is either Brian or a Bluetooth speaker, all right? You don't have to have a guy with a guitar doing this. We are just going to have that luxury today because Brian's amazing, okay? Um, so um, he's going to play softly and for the first few minutes, I want you to pull out a phone or a pen and paper, and I want you to reflect on your story, okay? And I want you just to write down a time where you saw God really show up in your life, where you go, I, I really, like, 
this is a moment where I go, wow, that could have went the other way, but I saw God show up in this time. And I want you just to write about it and thank God for it. And some of you may be here and go, I don't, I don't have something coming to mind. That's totally okay. But that's the practice I'm gonna invite us into. So while he plays, and then we're gonna have a time of sharing in our circles, okay? So for, for the next few minutes, as he plays softly, I want you just to literally reflect and, and ask God to help you. God, will you remind me of a time where you just showed up in my life? And it could have went a different direction, but it didn't. And, and you showed up and you rescued me, you saved me, you spoke to me, you sent that person, you sent that thing, that acceptance letter, whatever the thing was. Um, and then I'll, I'll transition this into a time of sharing, okay? Does that sound good? All right, so pen, paper, phone, reflect on a time where you saw God um, just show up in your life and thank him for it. And then I'll introduce this to a time of sharing in a few minutes. We're gonna transition to a time of sharing, um, but I just wanna share this, that in group settings like this, I've used this kind of thing. Hey, we're gonna play softly and do a little bit of reflection. The pattern goes reflect, then we're gonna share, and then we're gonna worship. Like, we're gonna testify and then worship out of that. And I've used this to go, today it was, hey, where have you seen God touch down in your life? But I've used this for lament. Like, hey, we're gonna just play some music, and I just want you to write down where you're desperate, where you're brokenhearted. And like, obviously, the friend group and the level of vulnerability can, can have a say there, but with my friends, I've, we've been very vulnerable. We've had a time of honesty. Hey, no structure, just write down what you need to say to God right now, or go pray it. Um, we've done it for gratitude. Um, we've done it for prayer requests. Like it changes. It just, let, let the spirit lead you. Um, but just having music play, inviting people to reflect and then share, and then we'll praise out of it. So um, for the next couple of minutes, I wanna invite you to just share in your groups if you're comfortable. If you wrote down like a super vulnerable story and you're like, I don't, I don't really know these people and I don't wanna share that, that is, one, that's awesome and totally okay. So um, if you're willing, if you have something you can share, share it in groups right now. And then out of that, we're gonna grab communion and worship, okay? Um, this whole thing is worship, but all right, I'm done. Share, share with each other. All right, I'm gonna bring us back. And uh, guys, I, I know that uh, I'm just so thankful. I know some meaningful conversation is going on and uh, it doesn't have to stop here. If you guys are like, man, this is too sweet. I don't wanna end this. Um, I, I don't say this casually. Go get, go get food or go hang out in the park after this. It feels great and, and continue this conversation. Um, but for now, I wanna invite everyone to, we can, uh, actually, I wanna do it in our groups, but logistically, this might be so terrible. Um, let's try it. We're gonna dismiss the communion, and I wanted us to like take communion in our groups and just one person pray that, that God would just help them worship and help our church worship. Let's try it, let's try it. It might be terrible, let's try it. All right, so let's stand. You can kinda keep the rows awful, and then and, uh, go grab communion, come back, pray. One person, just pray over the group and pray over our church, and I just pray for the worship, um, both in your life, in that group's life, in your church's life. Um, and then uh, Brian will lead us in worship. Yeah, so in your groups, you can take communion together and just pray, God, help us worship. Just help us worship.